This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. I'm Will. And I'm Justin, and I'm I'm not a Krill, but uh, <laughs> I guess I'm a crustacean. You're a crustacean. Or a ghost, maybe, huh? Yeah. Um, so, Justin, why don't you tell everybody who you are? Um, I've been trying to figure that out for years, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a producer at um, Screenwave Media and for Cinemassacre, so I help James with a lot of the content on there. And I help a lot of channels out with video stuff. And I have a background, you know, I went to film school and I worked at NFL Films for years um, doing football editing. But after the recession, I went full on the YouTube stuff. And I've been doing YouTube for like 10 years now on and off. Mostly fail channels, but I've helped a lot of people. So. <laughs> I saw your Halo music video the other day. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually, I thought the music was really well done. And then the video is hilarious. Well, that was something I was using for another project of ours, um, Underbelly, which was on Screw Attack back in the day. And it was supposed to be like a good video, but then that all fell apart. So I just decided to use the video for evil. So <laughs> take take like the good song and, you know, because back then everyone was doing like Key of Awesome style um, riffs of stuff or like Breno Floss was doing a lot back then and stuff. So we thought we'd try our hand in that and it became messy. I wouldn't watch it if I were your audience. <laughs> Fair enough. But they can yep. they can watch this Halo music video. The one we just did. Yeah, they should oh. also not watch that one. <laughs> That's not fair, Will. <laughs> Anyways, if you guys get a chance, go check it out. It was the 500 subscriber special, and apparently it's already over. So there we go. All right. So this episode is not about us. It's about Justin. So, Will, why don't you ask him that first question? Right. We're doing an interview with him. <laughs> like, yeah, no, this is part of our uh, conversation with the Krillcast um, podcast series. So, all right, question one. For those out there who don't know who you are, I guess, can you just give a little brief description? I guess you kind of did, but maybe a little more of an in-depth one. Uh, well, I guess who I am nowadays. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, um, I do a lot of video game and movie stuff, but mostly review such things for the internet or help people review such things for the internet, like James Rolfe and Mike Matei and whoever else. Um, I help run Too Many Games, which is the big gaming convention in Pennsylvania. I do that mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, don't know, I, I do a bunch of stuff. It's kind of hard. I wish I, maybe I could do less, but um, <laughs> but, but you know the nine to five is at Screenwave Media, which is a YouTube multi-channel network, and we help a lot of our creators and all that stuff. And Cinemasker is a big part of that, at least for me. Okay, what's a good video I could put up in the background while we're all talking? Um, uh, I, I guess put up the uh, Animal Crossing video that me and Mike did. Uh, if if you need to uh, search, search uh, Animal Crossing Arby's. Oh. Arby's. <laughs> I made I made a I made a fully functional Arby's in Animal Crossing. Yes, the first one. That one, I see it now. Yeah. All right, there we go. Cool. There you go. Now I'm going to be entertained and I'm going to get distracted during this interview. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Animal Crossing pretty heavily until the new game came out, and then I kind of dropped off. Uh, I like New Leaf a lot, and I don't think New Horizons is kind of up to snuff. And I don't know. And I like that everything was already out and figured out and. So I was just kind of having fun with it now. It's, it, it, I don't know. Fair enough. I, uh, I haven't taken the dive into the new Animal Crossing yet, but I have considered it because everybody loves it now, apparently. And I, I, I uh, mm-hmm. last time I played was the GameCube one, to be honest with you. I guess I was kind of a hipster about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I already like the old ones, and I'm not getting <laughs> in the new one. Or I don't really have a lot of time to do that either, but... Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, what is a day in the life of Justin like? Uh, let's see, it's it's 5 o'clock now, so I get on to do all my podcasts for the week, uh, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I guess I, I wake up, and I eat something, and then I go to work, and 
make videos and produce things and write things and come up with a huge crazy calendar of stuff like i'm doing a lot man yeah it seems like you got a pretty packed schedule i was curious mm-hmm. like how many hours do you think you work a day um on a bad day maybe 12 like a 10 to 10 um but it's not all you know a lot of it's fun a lot of it you know we i do a lot of breaks and break for lunch and dinner and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. um it's not like a straight you know like uh usually usually my, i try to do my hours 10 to 6 um but i always stay after cuz you know this is where my really good pc is and all the movies <laughs> and all our collections mm-hmm. and all that like at my house mm-hmm. i actually don't have a lot of uh, games or systems actually i think there's barely anything there there's like a switch there and a tv <laughs> and that's it like i don't have a wall of games or anything because everything's here uh all my collections and all that stuff just because you use them for videos and stuff so that's it so I'm, I'm, I'm mostly at work all the time i have noticed that like i don't play as many games since i we started this like actually at home i don't play as much I, I'm, I'm assuming you're probably in that same boat where like when you go home it's like you just kind of walk away from it for a little bit yeah, I guess it's kind of like when games and movies and stuff are your job, if you want to call it that. Um, and I know that's very shitty to say, but you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, because I've I've worked at so many places in my life, from convenience stores to you know, what supermarkets to anything like that. And mm-hmm. I can't. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go home and play games or do whatever. And now I'm just like, oh, I did that all day. And you know, <laughs> it, it, at the end of the day, it's a job, right? Like, right. We have a schedule. Things are consistent. People depend on it. It's, I don't know. People like the content, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I try not. You know, I think the, the euphemism is "don't shit where you eat" kind of a thing. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, I don't want to burn myself out of it too much. I completely understand that. And uh, I, too much of a good thing is always going to burn people out. So you don't want to do it too too much at home as well. You know. Um, will you got that next question for him? Yeah, so how did you end up working with uh, Screenwave and Cinemassacre? Um, let's see. So I actually today's my five year anniversary. Wow. Um, Screenwave. Um I think it's the fifteenth, yeah. So uh I guess let's see, I was doing the stuff with my first channel Underbelly in two thousand ten, jumped around the different networks, was on Screw Attack for a while. That kind of fell apart. Um, the very Beatles-like situation where we just started hating each other and broke it up, kind <laughs> of a thing. You know how that goes. Uh, yeah, I think we only hit like I think our most was like seventy thousand subscribers, which is a you know clearly a, like a lot to people. But when you're dealing with so many, you know, people are hitting twenty, fifty million now. It's like it's a drop in the bucket. But for gaming back then, especially, um, it was pretty good. And after that, I started doing my own channel, Silver Mania, which is. As I said, kind of evil. We kind of just took the piss out of stuff. Not like a lot of ranters do now, like H3H3, H3, your movie sucks or whatever. Um, it was more gaming, very, um, you know, we didn't get a lot of content in, but when we did, we I liked it, you know. We, it was more of a passion project while I worked as a graphic designer in New Jersey. And then, um, yeah, from there, I just met the right people, knew the right stuff, and started working at Too Many Games as staff kind of a thing. And eventually I met Ryan, who runs Screenwave Media, who was also working stuff with Cinemassacre for a while. And I knew James from way back, from doing film school in Philadelphia and um, from being on Screwatech at the same time. We used to borrow each other's props and stuff like that back in the day to where they're like, hey, you'd be a good fit for this or that and started doing it. And then two years after being with Screenwave in like 2017 is when I started taking over more of the Cinemassacre production stuff. So are you the sole producer? Of Cinemassacre. Cinemassacre? Yes. Um, yeah, I guess so. 
I, I like my face going dissolve right there. I guess that yeah, makes I, sense. I, I fixed it for <laughs> you. I fixed it for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess I kind of gave myself the title. Um, cause a lot of my production manager type stuff at Screenwave kind of bleeds over to Cinemassacre. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, I was posting rental reviews and doing a bunch of other stuff for, uh, Cinemassacre for a while too, but now we're trying to do more like, um, less good content, if that makes sense. <laughs> kind of phrase that a little funny. Less good content is in less content yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> less content exactly. that is that's good. Lots of garbage, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just kind of funny the way you said that. I mean, that. It, not as good as the Animal Crossing video you're watching on the side here, but... You're, uh, I have to say, your film quality is really good. Like, from your shots that you guys take, I'm, I'm very impressed by the different shots you guys take throughout your videos. Yeah, I, I wish I was a little bit better at lighting and things like that, because lighting and sound are the last two things someone kind of learns in something like this, and usually they learn it out of necessity. Um, whereas, you know, there's people in Hollywood and otherwise that all they do is sound and lighting or gaffing and stuff like that. But we kind of have to do it all ourselves. But yeah, the, the shots are pretty nice. We have decent uh, Blackmagic cameras, good lens kits on them, so it's pretty simple. I believe it. So what is your favorite type of content you produce? Um, well, clearly ABGN. Um, that's always a lot of fun to do and fun to work with James on. I like doing the weirder stuff, like the travel videos, like going to see the last blockbuster. Um, you know, I definitely do more tour videos, especially when the world opens back up with, right. you know, everything going on right now. But um, if it ever does, co- collection videos, um, event stuff. I, I prefer doing that kind of stuff. But I don't know, like we proved, like this Animal Crossing video. I like showing people new things they might not have seen before or whatever. So this was me showing Mike what Animal Crossing is, and then I made this horrifying Arby's um, <laughs> with murder dungeon basement. Oh no! Uh, yeah, which is a lot. Uh, probably hard. I, th- that's the problem is you couldn't do what I did in this game now because not everything's in the game yet. Mm. So that's kind of another reason I want to play as well for a New Horizons. Yeah, from what I understand, the island aspect of the Horizons game is really, really fun compared to some of the previous games. And I, myself, have actually considered picking one up, so I know it looks way better than some of the previous games have. But I've never been a massive fan of Animal Crossing, so I'm I, not sure. It, it feels like the... In, in, in uh, New Leaf, you could go to a, a separate island to do, like, games and collect things and stuff. It just feels like that mode, but now you build everything there. Like, it just seems, the game seems very derivative compared to, I wanted something more like a city folk. Like, maybe you run an entire apartment building, and each floor is a different thing, and there's some Sim Tower-type elements, or it's more, oh, here's the murder dungeon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that Uh-oh. was fun to put together. It's pretty normal for Arby's, so, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They, say, they have the meats. Where do they get them from, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they actually shared it out. They were actually really excited about it. I'm like, really? But I guess they're, they they kind of meme it up a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Them and uh, Wendy's, they usually have the best memes on Twitter. Yeah, I usually don't really care what the the billion dollar company says, but you know, sometimes it helps me out. I guess <laughs> get the get the shares going, right? All right. Well, you got another question for him. Yep. Uh, how much preparation goes in each of the videos that you work on? <sighs> it depends, because. Back when we were doing rental reviews, that's a weekly show, so you kind of know what's coming up. Um, something like ABGN can be a lot more work. Sometimes it's easy, and it's just, you know, James on a couch, and he sends us footage um, that we either, you know, helped him write with or helped him get game footage with, or he did everything himself or otherwise. Um, sometimes, you know, we're flying people across country, and we're doing something like Pepsi Man that takes a lot more work 
or we're meeting, you know, like like the Macaulay Culkin one or the that was um, cool, by the way, or the, or the Gilbert Godfrey one. Sometimes yeah. they take a lot more things that engineer, but I like doing that. I like producing stuff and scheduling and meeting and doing mm-hmm. all that. So, um, and those are usually the most rewarding episodes, um, the most memorable, especially that we've done. But yeah, but you know, it, it kind of depends episode by episode. It's not like a uh, functional TV show where it's the same slog over and over. Some, there's a lot of peaks and valleys, so sometimes you're working late. Some like there's been ABGNs I've edited like 30 hours straight, you know, to get it done. Because <laughs> but I'm also a perfectionist about how it sounds, and mm-hmm. which you know you could say oh it sounds normal and it's but you know sometimes you mess things up on set or you know you got to fix things and I'm I kind of like work on that angle a lot too because I ended up usually finish editing an ABGN, but usually someone else helps before, or James does some stuff too with that as well. Um, but yeah, usually I polish off an edit. So does, does James actually do some of the editing himself before he sends it over, or does it usually get handled post by you guys, or, or, or mostly you, I guess? Nowadays, it depends. Um, he, he definitely helps out with, with the, um, you know, especially with the production of, you know, him on couch or otherwise. Um, which now us having to do remotely, like we're over Skype with them talking to them like, Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. So it's a little more, uh, mm-hmm. cause I think filming those alone for him got you know, kind of sad after a while. <laughs> so it kind of helped having more people in the room and hype up a joke or come up with something on the fly. And we weren't really doing that for a while with, uh, COVID and such. So we're kind of back to doing that now. Cause then we shoot everything over, uh, Skype, not like this, but like we're there in the background while he's filming. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it depends. Sometimes he'll edit something, or, like, you'll send him an edit, and he'll, like, fix it himself and send you something back. Sometimes he'll do something completely from scratch. Sometimes he'll be like, oh, that's perfect. You, you guys nailed that one. No worry. So it, it everything really depends. Okay. I have to say the production value of, of what you guys produce for both on the channel and, and for him for the Angry Video Game Nerd and all that stuff, it's, it's top-notch. Like, his jokes have been good throughout the years, but the production value of the actual, like the cinematography, the the, the videography and all that stuff has gotten much wait, better over the years. Wait, which is funny you say that because, like, at first we were trying to go really hard with it and have really nice, engaging shots, which is kind of tough because the room isn't, like, the biggest, so you can't really have these, you know, 85-millimeter lenses and these really nice depth of field and stuff, and the lighting is, it is what it is, so there's only so much you could do. And, oh, sorry, the horror over here was confusing <laughs> me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... um you know, there's only so much you can do with that, but we realized that people liked it more when it just felt like more organic, like him on a couch filming a thing. When it got to big budget, much like um, ABGN movie, it just feels different. It does. So um, we we try like there's a there's a a thin line of where it needs to be. Now, I think authenticity is one of the reasons that people are still watching this show after all these years because it is just it's well produced, mm-hmm. but it's still like organic enough that everybody still relates to him on this and and you guys definitely are a big part of that i think so um yeah. the, the next question uh what are some of your favorite games i think we already know animal crossing is one of them um but how about other ones you know what animal crossing is fine i think i played it to prove a point <laughs> and to just have fun with something like uh, animal crossing was more escapism from what i was normally playing uh or at work or whatever, but I'm more of a retro FPS guy, like your Dooms, your Half-Lifes, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. De- Deus Ex, the first one, was probably one of my favorite games. Favorite games. Um, clearly, like the Pokemon games. Um, I used to play competitively for Gens four, five, six, and seven, and I dropped off more recently from doing that. 
Um, so did you do the trading card game too? No, I was I was just um, like the like the video game, like the okay. the Game Boy and all that. I never really got into the trading cards. I mean, I have a bunch because um, I you know as you see over here, I have this Gengar hanging out here. I have a probably <laughs> the world's largest Gengar collection. Um, it's a tough call. It's up there. So why is he uh, in particular your favorite? What what's funny is we're actually shooting a video on that soon. Uh, we're, <laughs> okay. we're doing a, a tour of the collection, maybe hopefully for October. I'm not sure, just because it's kind of spooky, I guess, like ghost Pokemon. Um, when I got Pokemon Blue in middle school, um, in like the you know the mid '90s or whatever, um, I really liked uh, Gengar, uh, especially from like the TV show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have a lot of friends in middle school, so I couldn't trade to get him. So it was always like this. Oh man! One day I'll have a Gengar. So then, once I got back into the games, thanks to Battle Re- Revolution for the Wii, I started playing uh, Platinum a lot, and then got really back into it in Gen Four, at the end of Gen Four. Um, and then after that, I just started making a mono Ghost team of just Ghost Pokemon. I always had a lead Pokemon as Gengar because Gengar is a pretty good Pokemon in general, aside from mm-hmm. being like, you know, probably one of the best Ghosts. It's cool looking. It's you know, um, so you know, probably that. I like purple. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, we were into games. So you like Pokemon, and then uh, you were still going, and then we jumped and asked oh, yeah, the trading cards. Sorry yeah, about I like, that. Yeah, I like retro <laughs> PSs. Um, I mean, recently I've been playing a lot of sandbox games um, that are on the PlayStation. So I beat Death Stranding. I beat Ghost of Tsushima. I'm about to play Spider-Man for PS4. Even I haven't played it yet. Um, <laughs> those are fine, I guess. But... Uh, <laughs> um, you know, but growing up, I played all the GTA games. I thought they were good, especially, like, 2 I really liked. I liked 2 more than 3. I just liked the perspective and how crazy that kind of gets. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of bad at What are your favorite games? I don't know. I like a bunch of them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I like games. I understand stuff. that, yeah, for sure. Uh, what would be, I guess, speaking of games, like, do you, what are your favorite movies? Oh, same problem. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about this the other day where I was thinking about, oh, what are my favorite horror movie uh, horror movies and i was like well i like alien and i like the thing and i like event horizon and i'm like what are my favorite action movies well i like i like demolition man i like you know aliens too i like this and i realized i like sci-fi more than mm-hmm. anything across the board so horror i love all the sci-fi ones action i love all the sci-fi ones so probably action and sci-fi are some of my favorite genres um okay. but top 10 films like i love jurassic park i love as i said i love demolition man i love starship troopers as you know by that bus mm-hmm. sign back there and like a starship trooper tattoo i have yeah. all of the starship trooper movies yeah all some were worse than others but they you know they all stem from something great uh Even well i love the... all the you know talking about sci-fi i love all the paul verhoeven paul verhoeven movies from you know total recall robocop that yes. uh even striptease is fine you know <laughs> so um yeah there's some of my favorite movies uh falling down's really good uh Man, uh, you know, I like a lot of anime movies like Perfect Blue, Ninja Scroll, Vampire Hunter D. Um, I don't know, I kind of have a wide range of stuff, but we're mostly action focused. I, mean, I like a lot of crime movies like Casino is probably one of my favorites, top 10. Um, I like it better than Goodfellas. So, um, but I like a lot of wacky, stupid crap too, like we review on rental reviews. So it's how, kind of all uh, over the place. How tragic is it that uh, Demolition Man wound up with just Taco Bell? Oh, oh, we mean uh, uh, like how the restaurants only yeah. Taco Bell or uh, Pizza Hut in in uh, Europe. Right, right, shows. right. Uh, I don't know. Taco Bell's pretty good, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I did I like a, Taco Bell. 
uh, video series. You know, like Did You Know Gaming? Yep. Mm -hmm. I did Did You Know Taco Bell, and they helped promote it back in the day, and I got Andrew WK to voice it, and you learn about a lot of these things in it, because we're doing, like, parodies of other YouTubers, so if you want to watch Did You Know Taco Bell, you can see that. <laughs> I'll make sure it's okay. it's in the comment below, pinned comment below yeah, this video. Mm -hmm. Watch Did You Know Taco Bell. Yeah, that was on my old channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, actually did find Silvermania, and yours is actually linked to Cinemasker. I think it's your got just got your name on it, right? That's the one that's linked to Cinemasker. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I found I had seen the Taco Bell one, and I was like, hmm, this has got to be a Did You Know Gaming parody. So you just you cleared that up for me. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they uploaded it actually to their channel for like April Fools' or I forgot what it was. Oh. <laughs> it was seven years ago. I don't even remember. Um. Can you imagine if you were uh, the, de the demolition man? You wake up and you want Arby's, and all of a sudden, all that's left is Taco Bell. Like you spent the entire time uh, waiting for Arby's, and then in the queue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arby's is all right. I, I mainly picked it because one, I thought they'd push it on socials, which they did, and two, it's just. I don't know. People kind of make fun of it, but it's actually fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Big Montana, but that was their yes. bigger sandwich back then. I used to eat that clearly. Yeah. Um, oh, the Big Montana is amazing, and also you are excited to order it now. It's just like with the the large or something. It's just uh, the max. Yeah. 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 Let me tell you, doing the little artwork back there to make it look look like the menu was a lot harder back then than it is now. How long did that take you? I just had to jump through a bunch of hoops and make it in Photoshop and then um, use some apps. I think I, I talk about it in the video, but um, some people made some help, like helper things to create stuff. So uh, it wasn't as long as you'd think, but it took it took more time to think about how to place everything. Yeah, I believe it because the layout would take you a while to mm -hmm. get it all set up like this. Yeah, and then find out which characters you need the QR code in or uh, scan in with the um, like NFC reader type of thing, like the like, you know the cards they make to find out you know where do I get this barrel from, where do I get this coffee maker for it, you know. It... <sighs> There's a lot of that. <laughs> People don't appreciate how much work I bet goes into some of these videos. Well, I just happened to make the Arby's in general, uh, the Animal Crossing thing, and then I was like, hey, Mike, do you just want to do a stupid ass video with me? And he's like, okay. <laughs> so I tried to make it the best stupid ass video I could do. Fair enough. What what's your favorite uh other than the Arby's, what's your favorite video that you've done with Cinemasker? I don't know. I thought so the Gilbert Godfrey one, the Black Tiger ABGN was fun. Not because I like him as a um actor and everything and you know funny, you know, especially in like comedian stuff like um Problem Child was one of my favorite series growing mm. up. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not really sure with him. Um, that one was a lot of fun, but mainly because it was such a horror to film. And uh, one thing people don't know about this episode is James had to ADR the entire thing. His audio went completely bust on set, and he revoiced his entire voice through the whole thing. Really? <laughs> like, wow. like any speaking part with him, he revoiced. Wow. But because Gilbert Godfrey's so loud, the mics picked him up fine. Okay. Uh, that's because like because we we had to go to New York to film it, and the studio we were put in was really poor, and okay. it was kind of it was a mess. Uh, but yet yet that, but you know the fans don't have to know about stuff, and we don't do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So like we just have to suck it up and do it and get the video done. So uh, that one was a tough one to make, but uh, I let, I'm happy for the what the results were uh, compared to what they could have been, I guess. Yeah, I mean, dubbing your own voice is actually pretty hard. I've tried to do it once or twice, and I had a super hard time doing that. 
Mm-hmm. And so. it was super obvious that he did it. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> the one thing about James is he's a master of that. Like, he's really good at getting the same mannerisms and how he said it and, like, hear his own voice down. Like, I can't even do that. He's been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. That, I, th- I think you pick some of these things up over time. Um, Will, you got that next question? Yeah, so this is kind of a long one. Uh, prior to working with Screamwave and Cinemasker, what, was, what did your dream job look like? And now that you work with them, what advice would you give to people who want to do what you do? My dream has always been on the Krill cast, so <laughs> yes. it's Super all downhill. Nice, even before you knew what it was. Awesome. Um, um, I guess I always wanted to uh, produce um, games or film, no matter in what direction. Like I always liked more narrative games, like you know stuff like like all the David Cage games or like Detroit or all the Kojima stuff. Like I was always more into that kind of a thing. Um, and we do work on games at Screenwave. Like we just um, released a few ones, like Eagle Island, that's doing pretty well, and um, we're re-releasing or we're well, making a remastered version of the ABGN games. And we have a bunch more things coming out this year and next year. And so we're com- we're becoming a little indie game studio at the same time we're doing the rest of this. Um, yeah, there it is. See, so that's why I like having stuff up. I can put it right in the yeah. background. So you know we're doing a lot of that and. Um, we're slowly working on more feature film and short film stuff, especially with James. Um, we have a lot of pretty solid gear now. Um, and a lot of the ABGN stuff has been test to do other stuff later. Um, especially a lot of stuff that's coming out this October is going to showcase some of that. So, uh, yeah, the goal for me is to move forward, is to do more, you know, make cool games and movies and things like that. And, you know, while still keeping fans happy and doing Cinemassacre and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but I would say decades ago, the goal was always to be a film producer otherwise, which is funny because a lot of people say, oh, I want to be an actor. I want to be a director. I want to be. I always just wanted to like put, put things together. I'm good mm-hmm. at that, putting people together, I guess. <laughs> of course, along the way, I've had to learn how to do my own audio and uh, you know build computers and stuff and learn how to do this and that and drive jet skis with monitors on the back and you know <laughs> kind of bootstrap all this kind of stuff together. Um, you know, like learn how to write a script. Like I, I'm like I'm, you know, I guess like a jack of all trades, master of none when it comes to everything. So, you know, hopefully something will work out. But uh, <laughs> but the one thing I'm really good at is bringing uh, people together to work on stuff. So that's kind of what I do here because Cinemasker has like, including Mike and James, like seven or eight people that help work on it. Some part time, some full time, some editors, some graphic designers, some this or that. It's fun putting all those pieces together to make something work. So and you said you've been with Screenwave for at least what two or three years more than you've been with, or is it more than that? I can't remember what year you said. Yeah, you started it's, with. Uh, five years. Uh, well, actually, September's actually the same time too. So five years with Screenwave, three years with uh, Cinemassacre, but it's technically the same job. Right, right, right. <laughs> that makes sense. Ah, you're going. You're getting downloaded to the Matrix. I don't know why, but lately, um, for some reason, Skype has been doing this to me, and I cannot figure out why, but. It's all good. People still enjoy this. As long as yeah, the audio I, is I fine. I don't like Skype, especially when they started doing the thing where now it's integrated in the Windows and it, now it's an app and I get all that. Um, but Discord, I've just been so like... I can't do Discord. Uh-huh. Like, I was into it at first. I was like, oh, we can communicate better. It's it's more like a Ventrilo kind of a thing. And now it's like... It's worse almost. It's like a servery... Twelve chat reddit program it's more about a community and i hate communities so. <laughs> uh, except for epcot uh i love epcot 
what is it the uh, experimental prototype city of tomorrow is that what I it is right. Epcot? I yeah right. i love i love uh 80s epcot that's one of my big things i like so so we learned something cool. new justin hates communities just us <laughs> <laughs> any kind of community except for the curl cast community i'm sure there you go. yeah vibrant excitable group it's growing it's growing we'll say that <laughs> like like uh, example like i have a discord that i had for my old show and now it's just descended into such a madness without any moderation <laughs> popping it randomly and i'm like oh my god a friend of ours just actually got rid of his um because it got way out of control and there was some stuff in there he was like i don't like this anymore so he deleted it um, mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not gonna say his name, but we'll talk about it later. Well, <laughs> you'll you'll understand later. Yeah, yeah everyone kind of society got very. It's it, it's funny. Like it's like probably the biggest time where nothing kind of matters and everything's just kind of staying the course. But it's also the most bipolar time in history as well. So <laughs> it's rough. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is it like working with James and the rest of the Cinemassacre crew? Who's uh, who, who are the people you probably see the most out of the whole crew? I mean, definitely um, Kieran and Tony, who help edit. They were, you know, pretty big host on uh, Red Ore Reviews as well. And they, they do the majority of the um, editing right now and a lot of the gameplay stuff and some of the uh, the writing here and there. So that's most of the glue that I'm working with because um, Mike's so busy streaming as well. And, and we all live like an hour apart in it either way. So we always like, you know, we, we try and meet at least once a week or twice, depending on what we're doing or what videos are coming out. But, you know, we try and consolidate as much as possible, but now with COVID and stuff, it's been really hard. So that's why we shut down rental reviews for, uh, permanently. They, um, going on a hiatus of James and Mike Monday for a while. And we're just kind of refocusing on, um, single more scripted videos. Um, okay. but yeah, but working with the guys has been pretty cool and it's good to become, you know, I've been friendly with James for a while and Mike, so it's good to finally do stuff. But, um, but yeah, I definitely see Karen and Tony and, um, Ryan Moore, Ryan, uh, owns Screenway Media and does a lot of the, uh, you know, web and business stuff for Cinemassacre. So, um, as far as what you guys are producing, you're producing more of the solo shows right now, but, uh, as far as the shows go, like how many shows you guys do where you're all in the same room to begin with? Is Rental Reviews one of the only ones that you guys actually all film together? Uh, well, ABGN, definitely, um, at least two or three of us, um, usually someone on camera, someone doing the audio, making sure the script's being followed really good. And then James, of course, um, but it's very rare to get all of us in a room, including Ryan and Mike, unless it's for a convention or something like that. It depends on the video. Usually it's some of us or not James or us. Cause you know, it's very rare that all of us are together, but you know, most of the time we're together, like, like 70, 80% of the people when we're, when we're shooting or getting videos together. And, uh, how much involved, I don't know if you can answer the question or not, but how much involvement did you guys have in the irate gamer collaboration? trying to think how much i can say about that okay (laughs) no no um well originally i pitched the idea i i got the bridge i I unburned the bridge between uh james and him and thought it'd be a good idea because he reached out to me and i've talked to him for a while now and i thought hey man all this stuff's kind of stupid let bygones be bygones it was not this person's that person who cares who thought it was let's get everyone back together and we thought it was cool i wanted to uh, originally have Chris in an ABGN episode, but because of COVID and stuff, they just decided mm-hmm. to do it on the other channel. Because I thought it would be a bigger, you know, out of nowhere, Chris Bors is in ABGN. I think that would be more of a hit. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, with the timing and stuff, it didn't make sense. And I'm happy they made the Dick Tracy episode and did all that stuff, but uh, that was fine. But my involvement was just, you know, making them to be friendly again <laughs> and pushing that stuff along. And, you know, but, uh, you know, originally I envisioned something more grandiose to the whole thing, uh, you know, because I was big into that fight back in the day too, unfortunately, <laughs> seeing it with, you know, the screw back before the screw attack days. Cause you know, I was a nerd fan since the, uh, TMNT episode. And then I met him a few times cause we were both doing video him in, um, Philadelphia at so I was at Rutgers in Camden. I think he was a senior when I was a sophomore or a freshman, but we were in the same program. So we talked from that time to time. So, uh, not a lot of film stuff going in, on in Philly back then. So, I believe it. Uh, it's, it's probably gotten a lot more, um, more a bigger industry nowadays than it would have been back then. Yeah. So yeah. So the Chris Boy thing's good. I'm glad they could figure that out. I'm not sure what projects might come out of it in the future, but I'm glad that you know they could squash any of that beef. One hundred percent. Well, do you have that uh, next question? Yeah. Uh, so, what are some of your passions slash uh, hobbies other than you know your content creation? That is sadly it. <laughs> um. I don't know. Um, I like traveling when you could do that. Like when I'd go to, um, I kind of mix things. Um, that's why when we went to Oregon for Oregon, Oregon, Oregon for <laughs> Portland, or, Oregon for Portland Retro Game Con, it's kind of a mouthful. Um, you know, I said, hey, let's do the blockbuster thing at the same time. I want to go check it out anyway. And while we're there, we're going to like, um, you know, like Quarter World and Ground Control and those big, really cool arcades and bars and stuff. So I like doing a lot of that. Um, uh, let's see. I like collecting my stupid Gengars. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sniping eBay and begging people in Japan to help me find things. Uh, I like that. And I, you know, I, I look clearly like watching movies and hanging out with friends and stuff like that. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just, li- you know, li- living that 17 year old lifestyle many decades later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Nope. And, you know. I- I think it, Tommy said it best when he had it in mind. He said, if you're doing what you love, is it really a job? Right. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. My my job definitely feels like a job, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this job can feel like a job from time to time, too. But, you know, it's you know, it's fine. You just got to keep going with it. Uh, not so much Cinemassacre stuff, but, you know, uh, you know, we're building systems and schedules and, we have warehouses full of things and with too many games. And I don't know if you've ever moved a hundred arcade games in a night, but you know, sometimes there's a lot of stuff to do. So I'm going to read through the Twitter questions now real quick. Oh, good. So, um, what we got a tweet from Chad, the gaming dad. He said that Justin is a great guy taught you taught him a lot. And then he said, tell him I said hello and thanks. And that we should have fun with you. Oh, um, Wait, I say that? Uh, no, 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 thanks. I'm saying that's what he told me that he put on here. And then uh, we Have got... Have fun with him. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Shane from FU Game Crew lately, but uh, he said, tell him that you gave up too easily on Silvermania. <sighs> we had to. I'm sorry, Shane from the FU Game Crew. He also and... said, uh, rest in peace to his favorite channel. Yeah. I like I like me doing a brand deal on the side here. That's <laughs> lovely. Um, that even looks kind of good. I don't know. But um, yeah, um, well, I'm glad that the the Twitter people who saw the post today were excited about it. <laughs> me watching Moesha. There you That's go. <laughs> uh, um, it says somebody named uh, Adam Nader Studio. I, I don't know who that actually is, but he commented on here and said, "Yes, is Justin Silverman my friend?" Question mark. 
Yes, I, I am uh, Adam Nader. You said he he's definitely my friend. Um, <laughs> he put that. Yeah, on I put there. that on. I put that on T-shirts back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then people we, would buy we, them, I guess. We have an actual question here. It says, "I have a question. Do you have any projects or videos of your own in the works on your channel? I'm assuming you're no longer going to be using the Silver Mania moniker anymore." Yeah. I mean, I thought about doing vlogs, kind of like how um, Rocco Omega 64 has his own channel where he puts his own vlogs and stuff. I thought about doing that on my own channel, the the Justy Silverman channel, which is linked to Cinemassacre, where I put a lot of my, you know, my demo reel on a bunch of my old, like pretty much any project I worked on from middle school forward. Not as many as James Rolfe, of course. There's only like 30 videos on the channel or something, but um, I thought about putting stuff on there. But um, no, we have a few projects we're working on right now a few i can't talk about um aside from like the feature film stuff and mm-hmm. you know whatever we're doing with james um we have an animated uh show in development right now um we're working on the pilot right now that's going very well i can say that uh drew Capersian, the writer of mass effect is working on it with me really uh, wow we got that's him an involved. awesome that's an awesome is it gonna connection. be on like youtube only or are you trying to go on a channel Oh, we're we're trying to pitch it Hollywood style. Um, we we brought it to L.A. I guess I can talk about this. We brought it to L.A. in 2018 in a lesser state, and uh, a big streaming service who shall not be named took the idea from us. So that was a mess. But they ended up not using it. Ah! We're fighting it. We're Sorry we're going that. back onto the thing, which is always messy. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a cool futuristic concept. And there's some big voice acting talent, some that's worked in gaming before, which I don't want to say because of contracts. But, um, yeah, that, that show is going to be pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, uh, we're, that's that's a big thing I'm doing every week. I probably spend I, – what I do is, you know, not, you know, like I think there's like a schedule of the maker versus the manager, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, where it's kind of hard to go from like – production meetings and things to then editing you kind of have to have an edit day and then like a managerial day um or i kind of have i do a different project each day rather than that so one of my days is the animated show a couple of the days are cinemassacre a couple are other stuff so that's kind of how i do it um i guess today was just shoot the shit into a podcast day right so <laughs> fair enough you know. uh so yeah but yeah so aside from that right now for the question Working on an animated show, nothing on my own channels, and um, you know, building a few websites, doing a lot more product stuff with uh, Cinemassacre um, for the end of the year. Uh, you know, Blu-ray shirt-style stuff. So we're working on a lot of that stuff too behind the scenes. So that's kind of what we're doing. Very cool. I think you've got that question answered. So um, I'll make sure I tell him that we answered the question and make him watch the whole video to get there. Um, yeah. But. Okay. Uh, the next actual question is, what are some of your favorite gaming channels on YouTube? Oh, uh, man, it, it's the same problem. I See, I hate answering this question because it's kind of like choosing between your children because I have so many friends. <laughs> and I always felt that with Silvermania. I, was, I wasn't making content for fans. I was making content for fellow content creators, if that makes sense. So like, oh, I love watching your channel, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, yeah, well, so when I'm at home, I watch a lot of slice of life life vloggers and like just random channels that talk about weird crap or technology or whatever i don't watch too many fellow gaming channels um unless the topic interests me like i I watch a lot of matt mcmuscles especially for the what happened series i watch 
GameSack and my life in gaming for more insights on hardware and stuff like that. I think it kind of depends on the uh, channel. You know, I watch a little bit of Scott the Waz. He's a good dude. Um, How did you guys hook up with Scott the Waz for that video? Uh, so basically, <laughs> uh, we, we actually have a couple uh, still with him that we never actually released, which we may, we might have to do one day. Uh, one was on streaming services, and it became irrelevant as soon as Disney Plus came out. So I don't oh. know how we have to re-edit it, but hey, we we shot more. What we did was too many games gave us the opportunity. Like, oh, all all, the, all of our friendly gaming creators are in the same place, so let's bring them to James's house and shoot a bunch of videos the week after. Um, keep them in town longer. So that's kind of what we did, and we shot a ton of videos with a ton of different people. Um, and Scott was one of them and he's a real cool dude. Um, you know, hopefully we can work together in the future. I think there's something coming up, but I, I forget. And there's a something cool next year I want to do with him, but I, I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I don't like spoiling or doing anything like that. So, um, but other gaming channels, I'm subscribed to a bunch. <laughs> My subscriptions are probably, uh, public. You probably look at them, but, uh, a cinematic not subscribed to the kill cast. No, <laughs> uh Oh, well, I better be now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I like a lot of, uh, like, RGT85, like, Spawn Wave. I like Ape and Eric, the Game Chasers, uh, Pat the NES Punk, a lot of classic stuff. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of, um, let's see, Adam Nader's good. I think he commented on the thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I've been liking uh, Hard for Games a lot recently because they've been doing so many deep dives into a lot of stuff. you got to watch Aaron Plays. Retro Alley's good. No, there's a bunch of channels. Um it's hard to follow them all, but <laughs> so and it seems rude, but I just know so much and I've been doing this stuff for years. Like I'll see a video, a thumbnail, and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing I know about. That's cool." And I'll just go <laughs> on to something else. Again, I don't, I don't really do too much. I'm, like it's kind of the curse of I'm too busy making videos to watch videos. I guess. Okay. Yeah. They're not good videos, but I'm making them. <laughs> They're pretty good in my opinion. So. Uh, well, thank you. Definitely. Uh... They're fine. Very, you're very humble about it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, um, you know, like the th- well, I'll, you know, clearly I'm not. You know, I try not being a modest guy or whatever. But I, I think everything could be always better. Um, I understand. Whether it be oh how we did it or how we can improve and stuff. So I'm kind of more worried about that. So. You should see the uh, quality of production we had when we started. Hmm, don't go back to those videos. <laughs> oh, I'll pull it up just for your sake. Will can ask oh, the next man. question. Why? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Oh. Uh, all right, so what are some of your non-gaming uh, creators that you like? Um, man, I don't know if I can say about getting canceled. <laughs> Let's see. I, I don't know. I, I just I, I watch a lot. Like I don't know. I, I kind of. Oh, I like that video right there. <laughs> That's lovely. I'm looking at it. I mean, it's over here, but I'm looking over here. So yeah, I think yeah, it looks I like it. I'm looking. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, like, what's funny is I, I get a lot of enjoyment watching um, really small YouTube channels, like people that have like 50 subs. Especially when they start fighting with other channels that have 50 subs. So I watch like the <laughs> the nukes go over and under while I'm like over here doing whatever. So I watch a lot of different stuff. I watch this one lady, uh, Darlene Machad, and all she does is talk about fabric she's getting and working on and sending out on ebay like i watch weird stuff man just like not mind-numbing <laughs> mm-hmm. interesting youtube channels like i watch a lot of movie stuff um you know like like even uh some of them have become way too radicalized and angry about things but you know i think critical drinker is still pretty good um you know like every frame of painting a lot more deep dive movie stuff 
uh, I watch, but not too much anymore. Like it's very rare. Rare I'll sit like if like I'd rather sit down and watch a movie or TV show I was already getting into or play a game than you know watch step five of some YouTuber you know video essay. But I don't know. I watch a lot of weird stuff. Fair enough. Oh, and now you're getting glitched into the Matrix. Let me fix you. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, I meant to ask is um how many creators are with Screenwave right now that you work with? Uh somewhere between nine hundred and a thousand. Holy cow. Wow, that's so, a lot more than I was expecting. And they're mostly gaming, but there's a lot of anime, um music channels. We're also a, a music label technically. So we do all that stuff for uh, Spotify and you know the ABGN game is going to have like vinyls printed and all that stuff. So um, that's a lot of stuff we do as well. Yeah, it makes sense now why I never got an email back when I mailed Screenwave like half a year ago. Oh no! Yeah, a lot, a lot of those get pinged out or whatever. But I'll let them know about Krillcast now. <laughs> yeah, let them know as in don't let them in. Yeah, these guys. Nope. <laughs> but, but I will say Screenwave's I think the last independently owned MCN because a lot of them got bought out by like Disney and Warner and they shot themselves in the foot or using it for to get bought out and then sold again or they had to flee the country so i'm glad to be with one of the good guys still but there you, go. you know yeah i have to say anybody i've talked to says like screener is the best of the mcn so yeah great yeah. <laughs> they're the best of the worst those guys i didn't yeah. say that i didn't say that i said they're the best of the mcns that's what i said perfect yeah <laughs> Nobody. I've never heard somebody say, "Wow, that screen wave," and then just like kind of you know, red in the face, walk out of the room. Never heard that. So that's good. <laughs> A glowing uh, recommendation. <laughs> oh, Will, you're you're glitching into the I matrix. I don't know what's going we, on. We said the wrong things, and, and Justin is Justin's putting you in the matrix now. <laughs> All right. Um, you got that next question, Will? No, you don't. No, you no, don't. I don't. He no. answered this question. You, you you know, you answered a question that we didn't ask you yet. So that kind of messed us up. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm going to ask you this question. Um, is there anything that we have missed that you'd like to discuss, or do you have any questions for us? Mm, oh, I guess what, why why krill? That's an <laughs> easy question. All the time. That's an easy <laughs> yeah. question to answer. So I'm Chris, and he's Will. <laughs> so I took the first three letters of my name and the second three letters of his name, yeah. and we just smashed it together, and it I sounds see. like the shrimp thing, the krill. Right, because 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 krill, krills you do the K, so this is kind of like a chill krill. Kinda, yeah. Most people yeah, pronounce it chill cast, which is, just drives me nuts. That's why we changed our Twitter bio. Right, and then I see that there's like a plus sign in this purple. That's an extra which... channel. Yeah, we have. Oh, a, it's a plus. We have some bonus channels we created that we use from time to time, not very often. Yeah, but no, when it doesn't like fit like, like our normal, when it doesn't fit like the normal stuff we do, I throw it up over there instead. That way, it doesn't like hurt our analytics on the main channel. Right. It's like we've had a few like pop up things we did, and um, we did we did a Halo Master Chief Collection Nintendo Switch video where we like put it out on April Fools, and people were still fooled by it somehow. I, I don't understand how anybody can be fooled on April Fools when you release a video on April I'll get, like, one video that gets me every year, and it's like, oh, gosh dang it, again. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder how many views it's up to now. You got me curious. Halo MCC Switch. It's one of the top videos. Oh, uh, I see. There it is. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I got Reggie in the beginning, and then it goes to... Um, you'll see in the middle what happens. Oh, only available at GameStop. I had a buddy that worked at GameStop got mad at me about that one. 
<laughs> so then it switches into you'll see what it, you'll see what happens. You'll get it. Oh, oh I, 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 I like I like the uh, the Halo theme switch. Yeah, you'll see in just a second what I did with this. Ready and bam. It's brought back to Rickroll. I see. And it's Library. soulful. It's a slow soulful. Yep, yep. I don't let them die. I just like, where did yeah. this one come from? This is such a frustrating trend to me because I would get like I would run into his videos all the freaking time. I'm really happy that it died. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I maybe somebody should do history of the Rickroll. Maybe internet historian should do that. Yeah, someone's must have already done that already. Probably. But let me see. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, I did take oh, a Reggie. clip from Mega64 there. Video. I don't know why you're showing this. <laughs> I don't know why either. That's fine. Um, but yeah, this this is what that channel is reserved for, is like this kind of content that does not fit the podcast at all. So yeah, I, I edit videos like maybe five times a year and put like weird stuff out like this. That's good. It's always fun though. Anyways, um, so you, we answered your question about the krill. Did you have any other questions? I think the krill thing is the only thing that kind of got me there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, cool. Do you have any other questions? Three. There's a third channel. Yeah, the krill clips. Um, I haven't done much with it, but it exists. And we did have the video about. Um, it's just like random clips from the podcast, like. Yeah, I, I got Chris, I caught Chris Reagan explaining where the name Tom Sweeney came from, so we put a video out for that. And like somebody said, there's no way the Avatar would get made in 2020, so I put the video on next is clickbait. And then right. Nixperia told me about how Dead Rising Four is the worst game of all time, so another clickbait video. And I haven't done anything with it since. <laughs> so I probably should get back on that at some point. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else that? Uh, well, do you have any more questions for Justin since we have him here and you're well, not in the I mean, Matrix keep yet? Bl- keep glitching out. No. <laughs> I think he answered all of them. Yeah. And that's all there is really to know about me, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> we just were kind of a little time limited. Um, but uh, we definitely have to have you on again when we can have like a full-blown podcast. You know, maybe we'll have you review James' early videos or something fun like that. Oh, you know, yeah. Before his production I, quality soared yeah, with Justin. Yeah, how you would improve them exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, tell about how the lighting was not very good or something oh my god just critique everything (laughs) (laughs) it's like james you're doing it wrong no (laughs) hey i did see you guys did a re-edit what um what'd you guys do for the re-edit did you just take the original footage and yeah so the re-edit for episodes 18 and 19 which are mixed together for tmnt3 is it wasn't on youtube on the second channel or the first channel because of the the clips that were used like um well, well, I guess they, they got switched around who owns a lot of the Turtle stuff now, but like they blocked it back in the day or oh. deleted it or claimed it into oblivion. So we decided just to, hey, let's just re-edit it. Because um, my goal is to increase production on AVGN episodes, like get rid of a lot of stuff we're doing now and amp that up and have more fun with it, play a lot of the games we remember with James. Because James, you know, they're kind of running out of games that shit talk about, but we know <laughs> a lot of them, so we're going to get them involved in a lot of those games yeah. from back in the day. Um but yeah, uh, the situation with uh, wait, oh, what the hell was I talking about? Um, <laughs> the TMNT re-edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The situation with that was we're like, hey, let's just put it out again, re-edit it. Um, so we just uh, Tony sat there and just added all new clips and HD footage and all that kind of stuff, and we just made sure it was like cleared before we put it out and everything. And yeah, so figured a good chance for people to see it again. And now the uh, the playlist 
on the main channel has every video um, from beginning to end, uh, except for Atari porn games, which I still need to figure out. But that's going to be a tough nut to crack. <laughs> pun, pun intended, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, we're still doing, you know, it's bullshit monthly. I, I, I wrote the stickers on fruit one, and so you're excited about that. Absolutely. Yeah, which is kind of scary because I put that out, and one of the comments says, "That's my grocery store," and I'm like, "Oh no, that's my grocery store." <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna find me. Well, that, yeah, I, it is funny when you see like because the YouTubers are just regular people, and then you see like stuff from your area it's like oh this person lives by me what the heck yeah and that's fun like i've, I've met fans in real life you know especially when we're doing rental reviews more and stuff like that or even at conventions and everyone's re- always really cool but uh yeah cool well yeah so we've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half now and uh, i've been trying to get people like you on so it's great mm-hmm. to finally yes, meet you over you. skype I- i'm sure this will be the perfect bait you need to bring in more krills on the <laughs> krill cast we had to get the hottest guy from Cinemassacre, obviously. That is correct. <laughs> the only one that I've seen a jet ski and PC parts all at once. So This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, as always, yeah. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Justin. Oh, I wish it would rhyme. Chris, Will, and Chills. Uh, it's, it's Justin. Justin. <laughs> and we will see you. On the next cast. Bye, guys. And go subscribe to Justin's uh, personal channel, so maybe he'll make some vlogs. Yeah, just find me on Twitter. It's way easier. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that epic, epic edited picture of him and a bunch of his buddies uh, posing. That was pretty awesome. So go do it. Follow. Bye. Bye. Bye.